Hey guys, welcome to episode two of the Weekly Ingest Podcast. I'm your host, Nancy Pants, and I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in and making it to, to the second episode. Like, wow, cheers for you. Honestly, I'm super grateful for the support. And if you really fuck with my podcast, please make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to it on. I'm on Spotify, I'm on Google Podcasts, I'm on Apple Podcasts whatever it is, just make sure that you subscribe. And if you're really feeling generous, go ahead and follow me on Instagram at eat like Nancy pants with three S's. I would really appreciate that. But without further ado, let's get into the episode. Alrighty, so this week, I'm actually really confident about this episode because we're going to be talking about two things that I feel like I'm overly familiar with and dare I say comfortable discussing. We're going to be talking about restaurant experiences and emotional intelligence, as you can tell from the title. But first, I do want to give a disclaim that I am recording with my window open. So if you hear any background noises or anything like that, and my nephew, he not sleep yet. So um, if you hear any background noise or anything, just bear with me. I don't have my state of the art recording studio yet. So we got to make sure that, you know, we just use what we got anyway. Um, so see, that was the door. Weird. Anyway, so um, like I said, we're going to be talking about restaurant experiences and emotional intelligence. And the restaurant that I chose to review today is um, Smoke and Fire Official. It's a barbecue restaurant. And um, I went to the location in La Habra, which is like a little trek from where I live at. But they did open a location down the street for me. So I'm excited about that because this place was really good. Um, I believe that restaurant experiences and emotional intelligence go hand in hand, especially for me as a person who worked in the restaurant industry for so long, but also as an emotional person. Um, working in the restaurant industry has helped me in, you know, in my emotional intelligence and my emotional management, especially as a waitress, you know, having to deal with that. And these two things, they really go hand in hand for me. So if you just bear with me, by the end of the episode, you're gonna see what I'm talking about. And um, hopefully you guys can agree. And so, as I said before, I acquired a great deal of my emotional intelligence and management working in restaurants. Like, honestly, I think we all can agree that like pre-corona, depending on the day of the week, visiting a restaurant required some level of emotional management from like long waits to orders showing up wrong at the table. I mean, all this in addition to the occasional case of hangry, like you asking for a fight, bro. Like it's about to go down up here. And so now with the COVID guidelines, the only place you can really get mad if your food is taking too long is probably at your house. I mean, everything's starting to open back up. They even do an indoor dining. So we're probably going to be back um, to normal soon. But, you know, over the time, over the course of the pandemic, I've been doing a lot of delivery and they still be making me mad too. You know, I can't take it out on a delivery driver, but definitely, you know, the restaurants, they be pissing me off sometimes, but I just be like, whatever. You know, um, so as I said, this week I chose to review a place called Smoke and Fire of um, Barbecue. And so their their Instagram is Smoke and Fire Official. So if you hear me refer to them as Smoke and Fire Official, please just know that that's their Instagram. So they're, they're really a barbecue restaurant and they specialize in brisket and smash burgers and Nashville hot chicken. And they are definitely dominating the game. Like, it was so good. I'm really not a huge beef fan. It's not necessarily for, like, health reasons, but I just don't enjoy the taste or the texture. But this brisket was, like, magnificent. Like, it was top-notch. 
I was like, damn. Um, like I said, I went to the La Habra location and that it's like one of those cities that's in the middle of nowhere kind of not no not nowhere it's like in the middle of a bunch of other cities and it's just hella off the freeway but it was worth it like I was kind of happy that I went um it was definitely worth that and I got the, I got the brisket quesadilla and my babe he got the brisket grilled cheese and we shared the smash burger fries I don't even normally like barbecue sauce added to my meal before it gets to me because sometimes it's too much but I just went with it with this place and I didn't ask for it on the side and y'all when I tell you this was some of the best like barbecue brisket I've ever had. It was so perfectly seasoned. It was just, it was really amazing. Like honestly, shout out to them. And the brisket grilled cheese, they grilled the cheese literally. So they put the cheese on the flat top. Then they put the brisket and they fold the brisket into the cheese and then put it in the bread. Because we were looking at it when we got it. Um, if you can see on my Instagram, if you follow me, I did feature them. So be sure to check out that post. Um, it kind of looks like, you know, just a regular barbecue sandwich. But when you bite into it or open it up, it's just super cheesy goodness. Like it was it was really, really good. And um, I'm so excited that they put a location close by my house because I'm definitely going to go back. And um, they actually have Nashville hot chicken tacos. So I kind of want to try that. You know what I mean? It sounds pretty cool. Like hot chicken and a taco. I feel like anything tastes great in a taco. You can make breakfast tacos, pizza tacos, like all the tacos. They sound like they smashing. So um, I actually also ordered the smash burger fries, but my I didn't expect the quesadilla to be that big. So um, we didn't really get to enjoy it in time. So I think that's another item that I'm going to try again when I go back. But, you know, just be sure to check them out. Honestly, Again, their tag is a uh, smoke and fire official. Like I said, it's a post on my page and I have on a, a mustard yellow hoodie. And I actually really like this place um, also because of the aesthetic when you go in the restaurant. Like they have like really cool um, graphics on the walls. And even though everything going is going off of like a black and white theme, it's really cool. Like especially barbecue places, they always tend to have like pictures of animals or diagrams of animals and what part of the animal is what cut you know honestly I just think that's pretty cool um just because I'm a person that likes to like see stuff like that so I really enjoyed it and the customer service was excellent the young lady was really nice I even went inside um before it was dine-in and uh, she offered to take a picture for me and everything like she was really nice and I was able to order my food online and pay for it. So by the time I got there, it was already out ready. Um, that did affect the temperature of the food. It was kind of cold, but I think it was just because I was coming from so far and um, I didn't expect it to take that long. And so I had ordered it ahead of time. So by the time I got there, um, it had cooled down a bit. So that's one thing I would suggest is probably ordering like halfway because, um, you know, they have a, a select amount of items on the menu. They don't have a big long menu. So you know, but it's still really cool, really enjoyable. I definitely will recommend it. They also typically have macaroni and cheese, but they didn't have any that day. So uh, that's another item that I'm going to go back and try. So I'll probably end up featuring them again, especially since they just opened one near my house. Um, so yeah, you guys be sure to check them out again. It's called Smoke and Fire. And if you are not a person that likes brisket, I still recommend you try this place. It's really, really, really good. Um, so with that portion of the show pretty much covered, I don't want to rush through it, but it's kind of making me hungry and it's really late and I'm trying to diet. So 
you feel me um so i'm just gonna like chill on that but i will definitely go back and try it so be sure to check out my instagram so you guys can partake too so this is the part of the episode where i tie in emotional intelligence um just bear with me, you know, it's going to make sense, I promise. Uh, so, but first I want to talk about what is emotional intelligence. And I wanted to give a technical definition, but I'm going to go with my own understanding because emotions and emotional experiences vary from person to person. And that's really why I want to share this topic on the show. It's because emotions are so different for everyone. So I think it's beneficial to hear how others talk about their emotions and talk about how they deal with them to understand you know, it may be even your own emotions or if, or someone else's. And that's a large part of emotional intelligence is being able to understand uh, emotions from another person's point of view as well. And so my understanding of emotional intelligence is the mental capacity to understand emotion, how to cope with emotions and how your emotions affect you and those around you. If you ask anyone around me, they will tell you that I'm very emotional and I stand in that. You know, people who may be very emotional were probably crybabies as children, had tantrums or freakouts when they were teenagers, or maybe even become depressed at times. And um, I didn't say this as like an emotional expert, you know, so please don't quote me. But this is how I was growing up, and I'm still like that on certain days. So if you find yourself being that way, maybe, you know, you could do some reflecting and maybe, you know, learn a bit. And see, or if you know someone like that, you can probably understand a loved one a little better. But it wasn't until I went through depression in college that I was like, what the, like, what the fuck, bro? Like, I'm always crying. Like, I'm just, I was always crying. And so one day I just decided I had to figure it out. My emotions kind of made me want to stop living in myself. Like, I wanted to just, like, take the happy part of my consciousness and just literally separate it from myself but I couldn't do that. So I just started having conversations with myself in my head. Literally, I was asking questions and thinking about the root of all this annoying emotional baggage. And then I'm trying to, I tried to answer them. And that turned into my emotional routine whenever I found myself um, at the worst times in my emotional journey as an adult. And it really helped. So that's what I used to become emotional, emotionally intelligent. And so instead of trying to just go over everything I did, I just went ahead and went on Google to try to get a simple understanding so I can share with you guys some steps or ways that you guys can become more emotionally intelligent. Um, I know you're probably not even supposed to believe everything you read online, but these are they're pretty vague and they seem pretty valid. So anyway, here are some ways that you can become more emotionally intelligent, according to a certified psychologist. Um, One is self-awareness, self-regulation, motivation, empathy, and social skills. Like, no, for real, they sound legit, right? Like self-awareness speaks volumes off that list. Like having conversations with myself allowed me to become more aware of things about myself, of course, you know, but my emotions in particular. And that's actually how I found out that my emotions run my life. I can't control or manage any aspect of my life until I got that emotional shit under control, bro. Like it was just, it was too ridiculous. And that was just for me. Some people are capable of avoiding this process and not dealing with their emotions and just going on with their life. Um, But my brain is like, no, 
that's not fucking about to happen. So you need to, yeah, sis, you got to get in there. You got to do the hard work. And so definitely self-awareness is key. Um, I can agree with the list with the rest of the list as well. So like self-regulation is the ability to control your emotions. This is a constant struggle for me. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, but I have noticed that my understanding of my emotion as that grows, um, I've be, been able to control my emotions, but only in a way of prevention. Like I just know what I can and can't take on at this point. Um, so like if I'm, when I recently went on vacation, um, to Puerto Rico, it was a day that like, typically I like to have things planned out to a T and it was one day where we pretty much had to wing it. I was tripping. I was not having a good day. Like, I, so, you know, like I know that I know that I, if I'm in an unfamiliar place, I'm already anxious and my emotions are going to be flared up because of that. But if I also are, I'm uncertain about where I'm going, what I'm doing, in an unfamiliar place, like, no, that's a bad mix for me. Um, but shout out to my babe because he definitely, you know, he had my back and he took care of that for me. So I really appreciated that. But anyway, as far as the rest of the list, like self, um, like motivation, excuse me, like motivation and keeping my, keeping my emotions in check, it really helps because I feel like it's a reward. I'm my biggest critic and I'm also a gigantic baby. So I'm literally like, barely starting to overcome my emotional reactions just like on vacation and use them as motivation to do right by myself and take care of the things in my life like as far as this show again um I really wanted to do this show but my emotions got the best of me as far as fear goes because I just didn't like I just wasn't confident you know what I'm saying and so I just started to just do little by little and try to take it piece by piece and that has really helped um like I also said, understanding emotions also helps with empathy and social skills. But let's be clear, like in order to maintain healthy relationships with others, emotional intelligence plays a role in how successful those relationships can grow to be. Like I had to learn that in my young adulthood and apply it in areas like work. Early in my emotional journey, I would always have like when I was younger, I would always well not younger, but like a young adult at work, I would always have issues with coworkers. You know what I'm saying? Like all the time. And it wasn't, you know, like, I wasn't starting anything, but people would start with me and it would provoke me. You know what I'm saying? Like all the time. And so I, and that kind of worked against me because I don't really have a passive aggressive side with strangers. Like what? <laughs> no. So when people at work it used to piss me off on purpose, like, especially if you're a new server, like they're going to haze you and try to treat you like you don't know what the fuck you're talking about all the time. And it's just really annoying. And so that would just make me be emotionally charged. And, you know, especially being a black woman in the work environment, if I show any form of aggravation, anger, anything like that, sometimes we're looked at as the aggressor because other people, they're doing things on the low, but I don't know how to be low key. Well, didn't. Now I've gotten better where I don't even react as much, but I didn't know how to be low-key back then. Like, no, if you said something rude to me or pissed me off, bro, niggas was gonna know. You feel me? And so, um, like for instance, I have been working at this certain restaurant for almost a year, and these group of young ladies really didn't like me since I had start first started working there. Like, it wasn't my fault, but whatever. So here in California, you have to have a break if you're working 
past a certain amount of hours or whatever. And so one server usually comes on on the busy nights to go around and give breaks to the other servers. And then they go home once they're done giving out breaks. So of course that night it was my turn to be the breaker. And since them bitches had pissed me off, I was like, fuck y'all and y'all break. You feel me? That was horrible. I was not supposed to do that. And um, so I didn't ask them if they wanted a break. And when I was about to leave, one of the young ladies walked up to me and was like, were you the breaker for tonight? And I was like, yes. And she was like, you didn't ask me if I wanted a break. And so I looked at her face and I was just like, well, do you want a break? And she's like, no. And I'm like, okay, then get the fuck out of my face. Like, I literally said, get the fuck out of my face at work. Like, bro, that's so unprofessional. Like, what is you doing? But anyway, at the time, I felt like she was trying to, like, troll me over a break. Because you ask it for something you ain't even want. And I had had it at that point. Like, what the fuck? But after venting to my older sister about these coworkers, I talked to her. And she actually corrected me. And she told me, you know, regardless of how pissed off these people made me at work, I was not allowed to avoid doing my job because of it. You know, she said it made me look unprofessional, like I said, and childish while being a valid reason for anyone to complain, you know, being a valid reason for anyone of them to complain about me to the management. Because the fact of the matter is, is that I was out of line for not doing what I was supposed to do, not telling the bitch to get out of my face. I mean, I was out of line for that. But more most likely, um, I was truly there to make money. And giving them breaks, if their table closed out, I get to keep the tip. So not giving them breaks, it pretty much affected my my money. You know what I'm saying? And so that's when the light bulb went off in my head. And shout out to my shout out to all the big sisters, actually, for coming through with valuable life advice, because that one tip really helped me do a 180. And now in my work environment, it's way more peaceful for me. So from that point on, I learned to check my emotions at the door especially in places where they didn't need to be displayed. You know, when I have a conflict with coworkers, I did what they never expected. I just confronted them and not confrontationally, but simply as a mature adult saying things like, you know, hey, look, we didn't come here to be friends or make friends. We came here to make money. So while I'm worried you may have your issues here, that reason is irrelevant. And the good news is, is that you're not going home with me. So let's just focus on mutual respect, get our jobs done and clock the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? Let's get this bread. And so this helps me become more agreeable as a coworker and my shifts became easier. And whether them niggas was happy to see me or not, <laughs> you feel because I didn't have no guilt no more. So that just that has helped me so much and it's trying to trickle down into my personal relationships you know because having emotional intelligence really can it can take your personal relationships to a whole nother level you know um with a certain level of emotional intelligence we can be able to rationalize temporary emotions and act accordingly this helps tremendously with empathy in stressful situations and conflict, such as in my relationship when I was on vacation, I was acting a fool, shacked in a fool, if you will. And my babe, he could have got mad at me. You know what I'm saying? He could have been like, I'm fucking tired of you acting like a brat. But instead he handled me with care. You know, he did like Otis Redding said, he, he tried a little tenderness. You feel me? So that really helped. And because he is emotionally intelligent enough to understand that getting upset too isn't going to help. And it also helps him. He understands my emotions. So I'm pretty open about my emotions. So that helps him understand. You know what I'm saying? So so that really helps. Um, but I also use empathy in so in social situations where, you know, I may not know somebody, you know, or, or in those situations where 
I have someone who may not be as emotionally intelligent or um, about themselves. And so they say things they don't mean. And so in those instances, I know that they don't mean it because they're just emotionally charged. But what if I was a person who didn't understand emotions, then that would be detrimental to my relationships because I would take what they were saying and take it for fact, you know, as opposed to just saying, you know what, they're just upset right now. And they said some things that may have, you know, depending on what they say, but they probably said some things out of anger or out of frustration or just out of disappointment. So it helps a lot. And so emotions, like I said, such as fear, frustration, confusion, aggression, they're displayed in many areas of, of our lives. And so I empathize with these emotions when they come up with my friends and family, because I may not know what they're confused about, but I know what it feels like to be confused. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, or I may not be able to relate in what they're depressed about, but I do know what it's like to feel depressed. So when I talk to friends who may be going through something and they're depressed and they say, I'm so alone. I just feel like I don't have anyone. I don't take that personally, even though I'm there for them at that exact moment. And I could easily say, well, I'm here for you. <laughs> like motherfucker. That's not the point right now. It's not about you. It's about them. And so over time, my emotional intelligence has helped me a lot. Um, so showing a level of empathy has also made my, like I said, made my relationships closer because people start to feel appreciated. They start to feel loved. They start to feel heard. And so I just, I feel like that part of my journey is the most rewarding part because I do want people to feel loved. I'm an emotional person and I just want to like love on everybody. I would love on a fork if I could, but it's inanimate, but I still use it to eat. So I kind of do love forks, right? Technically. Anyway. So you're probably like, girl, what's the main takeaway? Can you close it out? Can you bring it in? And so I say all that to say that given everything that I've expressed, can you agree that emotional intelligence and restaurant experiences go hand in hand? Because imagine if you're in a restaurant and you get really pissed off about something because your food is taking too long, you know, and instead of taking it out on the server, who's not even cooking, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're not responsible for what time the food comes out. They're only responsible for putting it in, you know? So understanding and being able to keep calm and to be able to have effective communication when you're in a stressful situation, especially when you're hungry, or sometimes I've seen people come to blows in restaurants over ranch, like not in like real sit down restaurants, but I know y'all have seen those, those videos on like world star and shit where the fucking McDonald's worker be getting pulled out of the drive through window over fucking like some sauce. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, damn, y'all niggas really like people, niggas nig, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so, so in that, I feel like being in an, being in a restaurant is the number one place that you can see people's emotions shine or come out. I've seen people say racial slurs in restaurants. I've seen people just disrespect people's mamas. Y'all remember the Popeye's chicken sandwiches, bro, in 2019? Yeah. Yeah. Niggas was emotional, bro. Niggas was out here. Niggas was extra. So, you know, so that's why I feel like in a restaurant environment or in restaurant experiences, you really can see people's emotions and how they know how to manage them or lack thereof. You can see anger management. Like I've seen, you know, hostesses get promoted to being a server and they're excited, but then on their first shift, they crying because they don't even know how to just stay calm when you're in the weeds. And we call it the weeds when the restaurant's super busy. 
and you can't get ahead and you just like trying, trying, trying. And so, you know, so being a, being a waitress, being able to take those times where my customers are pissed off about something or being able to take those times. I've been called racial slurs. I've heard other people be called racial slurs. I've been called racial slurs. I've heard people just, I mean, the left, the left, they take it super left. Like, tell me I'm lying, bro. Like they're not, I mean, they're, I'm not. So, you know, so in those times it's really helped me to say, okay, first of all, just stay calm. They pissed because they food in came out. It ain't your fault. Or, you know, just chill, you know, or if I'm waiting a long time, I tend to try to just chill. So, so that really helped, but all in all, uh, I really enjoyed the topic this week and I really enjoyed like the food, especially I'm telling y'all, I'm going back to that place, smoking fire official. You guys definitely need to check it out. But, um, I also enjoyed how those two things kind of came together for me, like emotional intelligence and restaurants. I never really thought about it until I was like brainstorming episodes and I wanted to do a restaurant review and then it automatically my emotions flared up <laughs> because I was thinking about when I was working as a waitress. So that's how that came together. And I think it came together pretty smooth. Like, you know, like peanut butter and jelly type smooth. I don't know. I'm really, I don't know. I'm really corny. My bad. <laughs> but um, I feel like as my show continues, I want to let the audience get to know me more. And I'm so excited about this. Like, honestly, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm not shy. I'm shy. But like, it's a weird shy, you know what I'm saying? If I'm in an unfamiliar place, I won't talk. And I feel like that I get a chance to record in the safety of my own house, my apartment, and in my own room, in my own bed, my favorite place is in the house. Um, I feel really good about this. So if you guys really like it, like I said, please remember to rate, review, um, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to it on. I would really appreciate it. And make sure you guys follow me on Instagram at eat like Nancy pants with three S's and make sure you guys check out smoke and fire like on my IG because that brisket is good as fuck and it will definitely make you the happy kind of emotion. So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, please be sure to tune in next week for episode three. I'm excited about it. It's going to be super fun, but yeah, again, thanks so much. Have a good one.